What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Fan Culture, episode 23. We got Sid, we got Carl, we got Sakani. How did you doing? just refer to yourself in the third person? I did on the last episode, too. You didn't say nothing. I ain't yeah. catching. Yeah. Because, I mean, I got to announce myself, too, just like they do on the, you know, broadcast. They're like, oh, well, Mark Jones here with. All I know is Ralph said Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike and never named us. So. <laughs> well, no, I'm not Hey, that, that's real. That's real. Uh, how y'all doing? I'm good. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. We got. Got a lot of stuff to get to, a lot of NFL, you know, talk, uh, a lot of react stuff to react to, a lot of things kind of looking ahead for the NFL as well. Um, so it's going to be pretty much an NFL episode. But first things first, let's do a quick shout out to uh, Lana Deladon, uh, two-time WNBA MVP. Wow. And Carl, you brought up a, that she's the first woman to be a part of the 50-40-90 club, 50% field goal percentage, 40% from three. 90% from the free throw line. That is correct. And in regards to the NBA, just to compare it, uh, there are only eight men who have uh, been able to accomplish that. Those names were Larry Bird, who did it twice in consecutive seasons. Steve Nash did it four times in a five-season span. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Reggie Miller, Dirk Nowitzki, Mark Price, and Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon did yeah. do it. That's right. So, uh to be mentioned along with those other great athletes is a you know great accomplishment i know we've had you know weeks ago you know months ago now yeah. uh, discussions about the wnba i would really like to congratulate her on that accomplishment not just the second uh, mvp but statistically that was uh, legendary yeah that was groundbreaking season in basketball not yeah, absolutely. just you know women's basketball so that's pretty pretty groundbreaking and you know, for a player of her caliber, you know, she's been talked about ever since she came out of college from mm-hmm. Delaware. Um, she's been the real deal. So, you know, to see her, you know, two time WNBA MVP, she might, you know, end up basically climbing over, you know, some of those other greats that we think of, you know, your Cheryl Swoops, your Lisa Leslie's, you know, um, Tina Thompson, you know, some of those. Diana. What'd you say? She's not passing Diana Taurasi, though. <laughs> I mean, no, Diana Taurasi was the truth, and she was my favorite for a long time too. But even before it is that, the truth. She's still yeah, playing. Well, yeah, she she is the truth. <laughs> but I'm I'm thinking even even before no, her, you, you know, Sue Bird, uh, yeah. Lauren Jackson. I mean, we can't uh, forget about even some more recent. You know, Maya Moore, Candace Parker, right? You know, uh, yeah. Candace Parker winning MVP and Rookie of the Year in yeah. the same season. There was, like, that, uh, was that was a- great. Angel McCautry as mm-hmm. well. Like, Angel was nice. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of talent out there, and you know. Deladon kind of being at the top of the world right now is uh is pretty cool. So show show. So shout out Atlanta Deladon. Shouts out. All right. So NFL action now. All right. So let's look at let's look back at week two of the NFL. Uh I know we posted a poll on the fan culture Instagram, basically, how's y'all team doing? For me, I voted all bad because my team is struggling <laughs> right now. We are 0 and 2. Cowboys fans sitting pretty for now, at least at two and zero. What's your What's been your guys' takeaway from whether it's been the first two weeks of the season, whether it was just week two in general? What did you guys kind of take away from from this week? Steelers really are bad. The Raiders look better than I thought they would, and yeah, my Cowboys are 
a lot better than I thought they would be as well. Not that I thought we'd be trash, but just the way the offense is flowing, we're looking good. We lost Michael Gallup yeah. for the next game, but um, I feel like we have a deep receiving core. Hopefully, they'll be able to pick up the slack. But yeah, I feel good about this um, this season so far. Yeah, Carl, your team got a big win over the weekend. Yeah, I know. Saints fans are very, very upset that they weren't able to get revenge for what happened last year. But, I mean, it's the regular season. If I'm not mistaken, they beat us in a regular season last year, and then we beat them in the playoffs. So, you know, if we come across them in the playoffs, hopefully it doesn't, you know, end up reversing from last year. But, no, I was very proud of the Rams. They looked better than they did the year prior. I understand Drew Brees got hurt. That's part of the game. Somebody gets hurt. Somebody else has to come in and still produce. Teddy Bridgewater really didn't do that. We ended up winning 27-9. In regards to the other games, I'm still trying to figure some teams out. It's very early. I understand the Cowboys are 2-0, but I'm kind of looking at who they played. I understand the Raiders uh, got a win first week, and then they lost to the Chiefs. So I feel like they are kind of who I think that they are. Um, You know, it's still some other teams I'm trying to figure out. The Browns are definitely a team that I feel like Everybody, I mean, I feel like it was pretty much either you thought they were going to do well or you thought they were still going to be trash. And right now, Baker Mayfield is looking really bad, but, you know, still mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, when we kind of talked last week about first week surprises, I definitely mentioned Lamar Jackson over in Baltimore. Yeah. They got another win. They did it over the Cardinals. But a win is a win. You go up against the NFL team that you're facing and. I'm watching Lamar Jackson uh, these first two games of the season, and I'm asking myself, is it too early to project him? Because I feel like the the greatest comparison that he's going to have throughout his career will always be Michael Vick. And I'm wondering, is it really too early to start projecting him as being better than Michael Vick? Because I'm seeing some things from him early that I really didn't see from Vick. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you have Michael Vick, Michael Vick's career, you have Michael Vick's tape, to base your game off of and say you know he wasn't as successful as he was because they did too much of this not enough of that so let's stay away from that and let's keep the game conservative let's keep the game intermediate let's only go over the top when it's given to us and when we know we got the best matchup let's take advantage of his legs but do it right because we also have a Robert Griffin III to look at and we know what happened to his career and how unfortunate that was. So I'm I'm very excited to watch Lamar Jackson, you know, to watch his career because I'm I'm really excited to see where it goes, to see if he does end up better than Michael Vick, to see if he does end up possibly where Robert Griffin III could have been if you know coaches uh, took a little bit care, took a little bit more care of him. Uh, so. I've never really had anything against Baltimore. They've always had football players that I've loved. I've always been a fan of Ray Lewis. He's honestly next to Marshall Falk, my favorite football player of all time. Mm-hmm. Ed Reed uh, was probably a top three uh, DB for me just as a favorite. So I don't have anything against them, even though I'm a Rams fan. So I'm a little excited to see how successful he'll be. Uh, the Chiefs, 
I'm still excited to see how far they may go this year because that was a Super Bowl uh, pick for me. Not winner, but just going. Yeah. So, yeah, so week two was good, but there's still some teams I'm trying to figure out and others that I'm excited to see, you know, where they end up when the season's over. Yeah. I'm going to piggyback off of your Lamar Jackson take because as you were talking about comparisons, and like you said, a lot of people are going to immediately jump to Michael Right, Dick, right, just the most popular but one. the comparison that I think of that I think is most appropriate, Colin Kaepernick. I mean, think about because, you know, he threw for 260 or 260 and ran for, you know, right, right, right. and they said that's the first time it's ever been done in a, in a game, whatever. Kaepernick threw for 260 and ran for 180 in the playoffs against the Packers. Right. And then they tried to hurry up and correct it by saying it was the first time it was done in a regular season. game. Right, right, right. So I think especially since Kaepernick, people remember his scrambling abilities, mm-hmm. but he could throw the ball as well. He had a kind of funky release. Yeah. But. You know, he threw with some heat, you know, as well. So I think he was developing as a pocket passer sooner than even Michael Vick was. Michael Vick mm-hmm. didn't really develop as a pocket passer till he came back from prison, you know, signed with the Eagles, all right. that stuff. Um, so I think that comparison with Kaepernick might be a little more appropriate. I wouldn't wish we would have been able to see an entire career of Kaepernick and be, you know, say, hey, is this a mirror image, whatever. Um, but I think that that could be the case. I don't know why people act like Lamar Jackson couldn't throw. Because every time I was looking in college, and I understand the college game is different, he was throwing for 300-plus yards and running for another 100. Right. It's kind of hard to throw for 300 yards if you can't throw. I mean, it's not like, <laughs> and it's not like their offense was like a Florida offense where Tim Tebow was throwing screens and stuff like that, and you got Percy Harvin. Right, relying Aaron on Hernandez that run after the, the catch. Right, exactly. Like, he was throwing the ball down the field. It's just obviously coming to the NFL to different speed, so – when your receiver has a foot on someone in college, they're probably going to maintain that separation. But guys in the NFL, different speed. They got catch-up speed, all that stuff. But anyway, I think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens can make things very interesting. I don't think anyone's going to want to play them. Uh, they don't have the same defense that they used to have. You know, no Terrell Sugg, you know, none of those iconic names that you named before. But they're still going to be a tough out for anyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to their matchup this week against the Chiefs. Yeah. I think that's going to be the game of the week. So I'm very excited for that. Hopefully yeah. it can mirror what the Rams and the Chiefs did last season. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great back. And, and even then the game they played last season was a very good game too. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot. The Ravens almost had them beat. And then, you know, Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes things and Tyreek Hill did Tyreek Hill things and they won the game. So, I'm really looking forward to that one. I think that's going to be the game of the week. Some of the other teams, you know, like you said, the Raiders, I think they kind of are, you know, who they were. They're probably going to be a potentially middle-of-the-road team, I think, at best. They just obviously can't play with the Chiefs, the Patriots, you know, the elite teams in the league. Um, my Broncos are 0-2. They did get robbed in this game against the Bears, and the NFL actually admitted to it, mm-hmm. too, that they called a phantom roughing the passer penalty that resulted in the Bears kicking a game-winning field goal. Um, but, you know, whatever. A team I'm kind of intrigued by that I didn't think would be playing so well, the San Francisco 49ers. They don't really have many household names on offense, but everyone's catching the ball. Everyone's running the ball. They just have a deep team. Like mm-hmm. They have like three to four running backs that they could legitimately give touches to. They got five, six different receivers that they can throw to. And so I think Jimmy G, especially not having someone to hone in on, like in an Antonio Brown, where you've got to get him his targets, I think is, is allowing him to develop as a quarterback. 
you know, we've, we already forgot that he threw five straight picks, you know, in a preseason practice. Right. And we're not even tripping off that because you're performing in the regular season when it matters. And I think that's something you can definitely, I mean, you, you might not want to credit it so much because this is his second year in San Francisco, yeah. but I feel like that's something you, you kind of got to mention. I mean, he did come from New England. He came from Bill Belichick. I mean, just you saying that alone, having multiple running backs to hand the ball off to, having multiple receivers with no big name to throw it to, sounds like you're talking about Tom Brady. Yeah, pretty So, much. I mean, that's a good guy to sit behind and learn that you're the quarterback. It's not your job to feed one person. It's your job to make the best pass so you can keep the offense flowing and keep it moving. Exactly. So, I definitely uh, like that he's doing that. Uh, you know, just to mention one team, I mean, we can't really talk about teams and not mention a surprise, which is Buffalo. You know, yeah, yeah. competition True. is competition. You know, you're playing against an NFL team, but, you know, and it's only two games into the season, they might lose the next nine. But right. to be 2-0 and with the other teams, you know, yeah. uh, I guess congratulations. Uh, Sakani, with you being a New Yorker, how'd you feel about Josh Allen? I mean, he said it jokingly, but he said one New York team. <laughs> um, I I don't really have an opinion about New York teams, honestly. <laughs> I, I don't care enough. You can't have a positive one about the Giants as a Cowboys fan. That's a, that's I a don't have sin. one, and and then I just don't care about the Jets really. <laughs> I oh, thought so, Le'Veon so would Bills make fan. me interested. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Le'Veon would make me interested. Actually, if there's anything. Like in New York, that I would say, like, all right, they're, I've seen them enough and have respected the fact that they've lost with such grace so many times to be Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there aren't really any New York football teams that I can say I care about. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel you. We do have to shout out Josh Allen though, because he's a local product. Um, just I believe he was just up north, um, Valley kid. You know, people pretty much slept on him, though, because, hey, he could throw the ball a mile, but he couldn't throw it from me to you accurately. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, we do we do got to shout him out because he's starting to prove people wrong. I'm not going to say he's proven people wrong because, you know, plenty of guys have had a great year one, great two, year mm-hmm. two, and then three years later they're the backup somewhere. So You know, honestly, when those four were coming out, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, uh, Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold. Yeah, I don't know what it was about Josh Allen, but I just kept. It was just this weird feeling that I had. Like honestly, I believe at the end of their careers, he might be the best one. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I just felt like either he's gonna be amazingly terrible. Yeah, like after two three years, he's just gone, mm-hmm. or he's gonna end up being. Maybe not great, but the best out of those four. Everybody mm. kept talking about Josh Rosen and like his potential, but he just kind of had like a little attitude problem. Yeah, they were comparing uh, him to Aaron Rodgers a lot. Yeah, everybody talking about Sam Darnold and his athleticism. Everybody talking about Baker Mayfield and his guts and his big arm and not being afraid of the big throw. I don't know what it was about Josh Allen. I'm be honest, I never even watched a college game of Josh Allen. But only only once for me yeah and all, everybody came to my attention and i just started looking at everybody and it was just something about josh allen i just kept saying i think he's going to be the best one so mm-hmm. that's somebody that i'm paying attention to as well i just really want to see where he ends up yeah i think it's one of those things do because you, oh. go ahead sakani i was gonna say do you think um 
if you throw Lamar Jackson into that mix, who do you think is uh, going to be the best out of that group? Lamar. I think I got to go Lamar, too. I mean, and I I was always big on Baker. I didn't understand why people were saying Baker potentially wasn't worthy of sure. being a first-round pick. I thought that he would be the best out of that group. I didn't know where Lamar was going to land. I thought he mm-hmm. would land on a team that would potentially kind of use him as like a gimmick. I'm know? able to say Lamar only because I now trust Baltimore with him. Yeah. No, I, I do too. when he's yeah. first picked, you kind of feel like, or at least you question, how are they going to use him? Will he just be like a like a complimentary quarterback? Right. Will he be used in other Wild ways? Cat. Yeah, oh, you know, no. like Taysom Hill yeah. is kind of just thrown in there in New Orleans. Yeah. Like, is he a quarterback or is he not? I understand he's an athlete, but are you going to make him a quarterback and just take advantage of his athleticism? Or what are you going to do with him? Yeah. But I feel like, no, they're using Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. They're just taking advantage of all of his talents. And I now trust Baltimore with him, even – you know, we love you, Flacco. You got us a Super Bowl, but we're not going to act like we ain't ever had one before. We're not right. going to ignore the fact that you are declining. So, you know, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And uh, So I, you don't feel like Joe Flacco earned a, a, a walk-off the way you felt t- Romo did? Well, well my <laughs> personal opinion of whether he deserved it, and me just looking at it from the standpoint that Baltimore did. Because I feel like, yeah, they're doing it the same way that they did with Romo. Kind of. Because, uh, wait, I'm sorry, did Flacco get hurt last year? He did. He and got hurt how, and then. Yeah, that's how Okay, so yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's the same thing as Romo. This guy got hurt. The young guy looks like this, so we're putting him in. So, with Flacco, I'm not saying he shouldn't have been allowed. You know, which would be a complete contradiction what I said last year about Romo. I'm just saying, just like with Romo, I understand it. Because yeah, I understand I understand you replacing Romo. I'm, wow. I understand you replacing Romo. Yeah. I would understand if the Giants replaced Eli Manning. I just also understand the Giants looking at it like, we owe Eli a little more than that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Daniel Jones is starting this week. Yeah. And, you know, I know we didn't prepare for this, but I want to ask you guys straight up. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Yes. He is. Yes. Sakani? With no hesitation. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the the past, I'd say, six years of his career, honestly, when he's not in the playoffs, they've been trash. (laughs) But when he is in the playoffs, he... He shows up and he's won two Super Bowls. He's the giant, the best hit, best quarterback in the history of the Giants organization. Like, yeah, there's no way you win an organization two Super Bowls. Yeah, uh, and the MVP of both, and you're not, <laughs> you're not a Hall of Famer. Right. I mean, I think, and uh, so yes, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I I, I agree. But I feel like we're going to look back and realize he's getting too much love for being a Manny. If his name was Eli Johnson with two Super Bowls and the regular season slash playoff stats that he has, we'd say, oh, yeah, we'll give him him because he has the two because not many quarterbacks have two Super Bowl rings. So you get in simply off of that. But I think. You think that's the only thing that would keep him? Though? Only reason I feel like he gets in is because two Super Bowls. I think that's the only reason over he gets Tom in. Brady. Yeah, that, 
Yeah, that's the only reason he's in. Though, I mean, that's all. Those are themselves. Yeah. Those are the only ones Tom Brady lost. Uh, no, he lost. Well, he lost. No, he lost the Eagles too. Damn, three? Yeah. It's the NFC East. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's lost. the NFC East. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I mean, if not for the two Super Bowls, I could I can make the argument that let's say if you took one of those Super Bowls out for Eli, I don't think it's I don't think he's easy. a Hall of Famer. It's not. I don't think he's first ballot. He's. With, might, I don't think he's first ballot with I think one. So. I think he's first ballot with two. Mm-hmm. Because so, aside what like. Th- he has nothing bad that you can say outside of the fact that he just has some seasons where he did not play well. Yeah. But I feel like as long as he ain't got nothing off the field, mm-hmm. they they they're not gonna keep him out of there. Those two Super Bowls are enough to overcome those half, you know, like half your career just not doing well. Right. I think that's gonna overcome the voters. Yeah. I mean it's just I'll, I'll let you go, Sakani. I know you were trying to chime in. No, I was going to say, I feel like uh, Eli Manning with one Super Bowl ring is essentially Joe Flacco. Yeah. Right. And is Joe Flacco and a Hall I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't think he's first like ballot. Is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I can he's see him getting in because not. you have nothing bad to say about him. He has some seasons where he really didn't play that well, but he has some seasons where he played well and he got something that not all quarterbacks got. His Which play, is a Super Bowl. His, exactly. play, his playoff record is tremendous. Joe Flacco's mm-hmm. is. Uh, it reminds me a lot, not necessarily you know record, but just performance-wise, Julian Edelman. Because Julian Edelman doesn't have great regular seasons. I don't know how many seasons he even caught a, a, a caught a th- or ran for 1,000 yards, caught for 1,000 yards, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many seasons he actually has of that. I think maybe one. Yeah, I know he has like a lot of catch seasons. But yeah, right, like right. Yardage. He'll be up there with 98 receptions for 800 yards or something like that. You know, just moving the chains. Yeah. But in the playoffs, he's tremendous. Absolutely. Which is the same thing as Joe Flacco, same thing as Eli Manning. I mean, I'm looking at Flacco's stats right now. To me, in my book, he's not a Hall of Famer just because he won one Super Bowl. I've got to think of other quarterbacks that have won one Super Bowl that aren't in the Hall of Fame and look at their stats and say, okay, well, well, because he got the one and he had that one hot year, you know, does this mean that he's worthy of being a Hall of Famer? I feel like not necessarily that we need to continue to just move the move the um, criteria, move the criteria or, you know, move the move the level, whatever the case is. But as a league becomes more of a passing league and you have more opportunities to throw for more yards like mm-hmm. these guys do, eventually it's going to be watered the down. stats look booked. Right. Yeah. You're going to look at Kirk Cousins' career stats and be like, man, he was top 10 in passing yards. That's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> but was he really? Like what you saw with your eyes. No, was he not a Hall at all. Of well, I mean, that's the thing. That's that's on the voters to figure out. Yeah. If it, I had a real vote. Old then, school, though. Yeah, if I had a vote, it would be different. If I had a vote, T.O. would have been in first ballot. First ballot. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying I feel like because you have nothing bad to say about him, like, oh, well, he didn't get along with his teammates. He got arrested that one time. He was accused of something that one time. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, I don't even know if that's going to keep Ben Roethlisberger out. Ben Roethlisberger got two. He has more, yeah. uh, like, sexual assault accusations than he has Super Bowls. Yeah, right. And I don't even know if that's going to keep him out of first they're, ballot. They're not going to take – in. We can get into that a whole other episode too. They're not going to take his off-field incidents into account. Like they I do feel like for, you should yeah, because they, you do it for other people. That's right, so terrible. Exactly, but I feel like they're not going to. Somebody going to talk about that if it ain't Shannon yeah, Sharp, if it isn't Jamel Hill, if it isn't 
T.O. making a guest appearance yeah. doing it Chad, himself. Chad Somebody's going to bring Johnson. that up. This man has more sexual assault accusations than he has Super Bowls, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Why? Oh, well, he was so tough, and, you know, he shrug off defenders, and he played for the Steelers, you know, just a premier organization. T.O. a broken leg in a Super Bowl and balled out. But his team lost, though. His team lost, so... Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know how they do. Yeah, it's gonna be sad. Yeah, you you know how they do. So it's it, it's only a matter of time there. But yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, they're gonna get Big Ben first battle Hall of Fame. But yeah, no, I think I think Eli's case, if Eli had one of those Super Bowls, only one. Let's say, let's let's just take away his greatest one. Let's say it wasn't even against the sixteen and zero Patriots. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it was the other one in twenty eleven. If he had just that one. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think I don't think he would be. I don't think he would be considered that in the eyes of most people because we we love Eli because he gave us one of the most historic moments in NFL history, twice against Tom Brady. So two he gets elevated. Yeah. He gets two elevated big, or two. Gr- the second one I'ma call an amazing pass because that, that dropped, was a great pass. That was perfect. Yeah. That dropped so perfectly. The first one, that was just a great catch. <laughs> yeah. That was all credit to the receiver. Yeah. The second one, I mean, you put up a good jump ball, but right. the second yeah, He also got away from that sack. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> did. He, he I'm, just, talk, I'm just talking about the pass. Like, gotcha. but the second one, oh, that second one was called. No, no, the second one was just a tremendous throw. That was the best throw I think we've ever seen in New York Giants football history. Oh yeah, that that one was yeah. that was just spot on. I've never seen one from him in yeah. that situation, uh corner route to the sideline like that was just perfect. Right. And David Tyree, the David Tyree catch was like you said, that was on David Tyree. Um Eli probably should have thanked him. Eli probably should have said, yo, we got to have this dude sign for his entire career. <laughs> I don't know how he didn't thank him with a 15-year career. That's kind of foul, but you know, whatever. Um, but no, nah, but yeah, no that that sec that second throw was was just a tremendous throw, and that showed you how great Eli could be. But when when you see that he leads the league in interceptions for five, you know, in five different seasons, it's like, bro, I can't I can't fully rock with you. I don't know what kind of Eli Manning I'm gonna get. And the fact that Eli right. had you know tremendous wide receiver talents like Plaxico Burris, like Victor Cruz, like. Uh, he had Brandon Marshall for Odell. a minute, mm-hmm. like he had Odell. You know, a guy like Joe Flacco didn't have those guys. He had Anquan Bolden. You know, Anquan Bolden didn't want very good him. possession the latter part, latter part of his career. Right, right. I mean, I mean Torrey Smith was Torrey a good Smith. deep threat, but he was never a an elite right. receiver. Exactly, Michael Crabtree, John Brown, and he did more. Yeah, so I, mean, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like there's too much stock put into Eli, good guy Manning. Son of Archie, brother of Peyton. It's that that lineage. Yeah, it's a it's the Manning Illuminati. <laughs> it's not right. I mean, no, nah, I mean, it happens. Out. Some people get in fraternities because of legacy. He's getting in the Hall of Fame because of it, it happens. Man, I man. mean, if he didn't, that's another thing I was gonna all, say. He have got right. it, but I give him some yeah. credit. Ricky Manning's a Hall of Famer. Right. Shout out Ricky. Manning. Rick had some good seasons <laughs> in did, the NFL. He did. He That's did. crazy. Rick was nice yeah. for a minute. He he got them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. He got the Panthers to the Super Bowl. So yeah. Shout out Ricky Manning Jr., uh, Edison Tiger, Fresno, California. Yeah. We yeah. still gotta have that episode. Where we just talk about it. Everybody. We we do. I just want to get at least one of them in here. Just somebody in here to talk from their own yeah. perspective. All right. So let's move on to Jalen Ramsey. 
Jalen Ramsey, cornerback uh, extraordinaire, has requested a trade from Jacksonville. I don't know if you guys got to see the clips of you know him and Doug Marone getting into it. Um, almost got physical. You know, Doug Marone kind of came back to him and wanted the smoke after Jalen passed him, exchanged words, and went to the bench. Uh, no Doug pump. Marone came. Yeah, Doug Marone came back. You know, multiple players had to get involved to to break the two up, and then that's when we got the news about him requesting a trade. From what I've heard so far, the latest thing that I heard is that he's expecting to get traded potentially by tomorrow. Um, I believe he's playing in the game today. Yes. Which was the plan. Yeah, for him to play today, which means he wouldn't be eligible to play for any other team this week. But still, nonetheless, obviously you could be traded. The teams in the mix, I've heard the Ravens, the Chiefs, Seahawks, Niners, I think were in the mix at one point. Although I think they may have pulled out. I heard that they may no longer be interested. I wanted Dallas I, to be interested. I wanted the Rams yeah. to be interested because I know that they were trying to build the core uh, corner of Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib. Aqib Tlaib is on his way out. Marcus yeah. Peters has to be paid, which he has a lot riding on this season because last year he played on, uh, I want to say a hurt ankle, mm-hmm. like all year. Hurt ankle or calf or something. He hurt himself and very it, early. It yeah, he, sh- he hurt himself very early. And he played all season on that injury. A lot of people questioned uh, the scheme. A lot of people questioned his talent versus what they saw the previous seasons in Kansas City. I think a tandem of Marcus Peters and Jalen Ramsey going forward since Aqib Tlaib is pretty much on on his his last maybe two, three years in the league. But I want to say this is his last year under contract with the Rams. Uh, So I feel like uh, that'll definitely be something nice. But I also know that the St. Louis Rams now, Los Angeles Rams don't have a great history of paying cornerbacks. You mm-hmm. think at one point in time we did have uh, Janoris Jenkins, we did have a uh, Tremaine Johnson, and then we had EJ Gaines, which was a very nice uh, corner. It was a very nice trio of corners. Uh, EJ Gaines showed that he would uh, be a very good corner for us once Tremaine went down. He stepped in as number two. And I wanted to see all three of them together. But then EJ Gaines got hurt the next year, and it was Tremaine Johnson. And he proved that he was uh, really like a shutdown corner for us. Janoris Jenkins ended up going to New York after we didn't pay him uh, to the Giants. Uh, Tremaine Johnson, he's over and uh, with the he, he ended, ended up going, going to, to the Jets. Jets. Yeah, yeah. He ended up leaving us going to the other New York team, uh, you know, to the Jets after we didn't really pay him. EJ got traded for Sammy Watkins. You know, it was uh, it was just a lot. Yeah. And, you know, now we have two good corners, but, you know, the last corner I can think of us really paying, but this was out of free agency, and it was when we first got Jeff Fisher, which was Cortland Finnegan. Mm-hmm. And back then he was getting paid like $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays you're looking at Jalen Ramsey won probably between 15 and $17 million. Right. Marcus Peters, after last year, you can probably get him for about eleven. Yeah, and the only other corner I could think of wasn't aging uh, Aeneas Williams. Right. Back in like, you know, Super Bowl days. Right, right, yeah. right, right. You know, just a while ago. But, yeah. you know, just as of recent, it's, you know, our money doesn't really go to corners, mm-hmm. which is why we've lost so many over the last couple of years. But I would have liked to see that, especially if we're really just trying to make up for last year. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you bring him in this year and you run that three like, okay, one of y'all got to play in a slot, but forget it. It's, yeah. it's for the betterment of the team. Like, it's all three of y'all here. Right, like, you right. really not going to do that yeah. to better the team? Like, I wouldn't mind it. And then see Jalen and Marcus Peters going forward, but I, I don't see it happening, but I would have liked that. Mm. Uh, another team in the mix, uh, the Eagles. 
Uh, Sakani, what do you think about Jalen Ramsey's trade request? Where do you think he lands? I don't like the Eagles. <laughs> Five years. Uh, Terrible pick. Just... <laughs> Shut down a mark. Um, but no, I do I do feel like that actually would be a good pickup for them. I think uh, he'd be great with the Packers as well. The Chiefs would also be a great, great move as well. Just I'm thinking AFC championship matchups. It'd be great to see him up against Antonio Brown if the Patriots and them make it that far. Thinking like teams that are contenders. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing what Matt Patricia might do with him on his defense as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are one one oh and one, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so they they are still undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, yes, I, I would love to see him in Dallas, but we just we got too many other people to pay right now. And um not that we couldn't take him on for a year but i and th- that does happen i'm not even gonna front but i just don't think that should be our our priority at the moment so yeah and i know from what i've heard um kind of on other shows and stuff is that there may potentially be some bad blood there i guess when Jalen got drafted fifth overall to the jaguars he thought he was going fourth to the cowboys and obviously mm-hmm. the cowboys Dallas, drafted Zeke. Zeke. and he said something along the lines he took a shot at ownership, took a shot at Jerry Jones, at Stephen Jones. Basically, he would never play for them until like they sold the team or until they were no longer involved. I didn't get to read into it much myself, so I don't know how valid those reports are. I mean, they came from you know valid reporters, but I just don't know. I don't remember that happening mm-hmm. in real time, so I just can't really react to, wow, he really just said that and, and all that stuff. I think, I think the Chiefs are the chiefs need him the most i don't necessarily think that's where he should go i think the best spot for him is the eagles i think he should go to philly um opportunity to you know match up against amari cooper you know in a division matchup um you know matching up really there aren't any other elite receivers now in the nfc east no no Odell, you know, no one on the uh, Redskins, you know, receiving core. But with the way that things are so tight in the NFC, one of those teams needs to make a move to, you know, kind of show they're the alpha dog. And I feel like everyone's just kind of in the mix right now. But if any of those teams, whether you're talking about Atlanta, you're talking about uh, Dallas, Philly, um, the Rams, the Saints, if one of them picked up or was able to trade for Jalen Ramsey, that's a power move. Absolutely. You're showing we're trying to win right now. We're trying to pull away from all y'all. Word. I would say the Chiefs need him the most, though, because the Chiefs' pass rush hasn't been what I think people thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, they acquired Frank Clark, doesn't have a single sack on the season yet. I don't think Chris Jones has a sack on the season yet, so they're not getting much of a pass rush right now. And with the way the Patriots play, even if you get a pass rush, they know how to neutralize you. Okay, just quick passes. But you need someone like a Jalen Ramsey that can get physical with A.B. on the line and hang with them, not be able to create separation at the line for a quick you know, slant or a quick out, quick in every single play to slow down your pass rush. They need someone that's actually going to mess up that timing. And Jalen Ramsey can do that because he's physical and he's quick. Yeah. So I think they need him, but I just don't think that's the best spot for him. I don't know if that's really very conducive to how he plays um philly philly desperately needs a corner after the way they got worked by julio they desperately need a number one corner so i think that's where he should land i mean i'm still kind of 
hoping the Rams may find a way to work that out. But if I'm just talking football, Jalen Ramsey in, I think, Chicago mm. might be nice. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing him in Baltimore. I think that could be nice. Uh, just thinking about pairings. Jalen Ramsey is a Viking. Uh-huh. Opposite Xavier Rhodes. Opposite Xavier Rhodes. You still got those two linebackers. Um, yeah. You still got uh, Smith as a safety. Yeah, Harrison Smith. I think him with the the Vikings could be nice. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of different teams that could really use his talents, but you know, I say either one of those three. The Broncos need him because uh, we have because Bryce Callahan has been hurt. In our newest free agent acquisition. But Isaac Yadam in his second year, he's been getting work. You know what? The Saints might not be that bad either. Yeah, opposite of Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, and you just put Eli Apple in that slot or just take him out completely. Who gives a damn? Right. <laughs> yeah, you just, <laughs> r- just run two corner sets. Yeah, that's, just that's get him out of there. Yeah, no, that – I don't know. There, I know there's a market out there for him. I think people are concerned about, you know, paying him. Can I pay him long term? Yeah. But if you're one of those teams that's yeah. on the cusp, I think it's it may be worth the one year rental. Maybe I'm not giving up two first round picks because yeah, that's too much of my the future. Toughie. I'll give you a first and a fourth. Uh, I'll give you a first and a fourth, or a and first uh, and a third. One of them in the future, right? I'll give you a first and a fourth, and if you want a starter, I'll give you, I'll give you someone that I'm con- very confident in the back of being able to fill in. Whether mm-hmm. that's a, on the offensive line, whether that's a backup, you know, or a, a nickel corner or something like that, I'll give you that, but. I can't give you two first round picks if I don't think he I'm gonna be able to keep him long. Especially if that's uh, too much. If wow. you're a team that may have like a, a decent backup quarterback. Yeah. All right, you need somebody to fill that full spot unless you're comfortable with who you got now. I mean I, I think know they they like now, but the media the media especially loves Gardner Minshew, the rookie from Washington State. He's like yeah. a it's like a legend now. He's like a <laughs> it's like Ricky oh, yeah. Bobby. It's like Ricky Bobby. They love him. They love him like that. So yeah. it's a but no, still not. I wonder how AJ Bouye fans. He's balling today. Who's balling? Gardner Minshew? Oh yeah, he threw for like yeah. two touchdowns on his first like eight passing attempts. Yeah. No, um I don't Gardner's know. Because I know truth. that was supposed because I mean that's because that's why I'm I'm thinking about uh tandems, because there's really no point of you just having one corner and then you mess around and get a, a Namdi Asamoah situation where it's like, okay, you just don't look like you did yeah. prior. Uh, where he, I mean, his excuse was, well, I'm having to make up for the coverages, so I'm slipping and out of mind, blah, blah, blah. I'm playing blah. zone now, not man-to-man. Yeah, you know, I, I would hate for that to, I would hate for any other Jay corner to end up uh, like that. But, yeah, you know, just thinking about tandems, I am wondering how A.J. Bouye feels about that. Like, we're supposed to be, you know, I doing came this over together. here with you, exactly. like, for you to build this, you know, no-fly zone, and you flying. I'm going to fly <laughs> with one wing, so... Yeah, no, that that's real. Well, yeah. Just speaking about uh Minshew really quickly. Yeah. Uh as at the moment, because we did, you know, before the podcast start, you know, pick what team we were gonna uh yeah. well, we had went in between the Jaguars and the Titans. At the moment, the Jaguars are winning 14-0. It is eight minutes and thirty seven seconds left in the third quarter. Uh Minshew is fifteen for twenty with hundred and twenty two yards and two interceptions. I'm sorry, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm. Okay. Okay. Leonard Fournette, eight carries, negative three yards. <laughs> he got to be hurt. <laughs> I just he got to be hurt. That's the only excuse. Eight for negative three. That's sad. Wow. Just when he was turning the corner, too. 
Cause maybe the Titans can use right. use Jalen Ramsey. Hey, you know they put all that money into Malcolm Butler, and I haven't even heard about Malcolm Butler since he's been in Tennessee. Not a peep. I think he got exposed. So you make one, you know, uh, Super Bowl winning interception, and I, Bill Belichick was on to something. Mm-hmm. He benched him in the Super Bowl. He benched he him. He was a rookie when that happened. Well, when he got the I interception, feel like he still needed. And a lot yeah, of that was Brandon Brown. More time to mature. Yeah. I don't think enough people give Brandon Browner credit for that mm-hmm. because he was the one who told Malcolm Butler, they're running this, I'm That's doing right. this, yeah. jump on that. Because when he came for like the uh, the pick route, yeah. Brandon jumped on it to slow down the receiver, which right. allowed Malcolm to cut that off. And, I mean, you're talking about Brandon Browner who came from Seattle, mm-hmm. who was one of the original Legion of Boom uh, guys. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I, uh, Brandon Brown would and gets pe- a lot of credit and people for that. forget. Yes, Malcolm Butler timed it, timed it well <clears throat> to get that pick, but a tenth of a second later, that's a touchdown mm-hmm. or at least an incomplete pass. It's going to be a pass breakup because Ricardo Lockett was right there. It was just like the ball was like the ball was like five centimeters away from his hands, from his fingertips. So it was perfect time. Yeah, I, just the way it happened in real time. I'm like. How did that happen? I thought it was like a Madden glitch or something. Like it went through his body into Malcolm Butler's hands. But you haven't heard about him since. So maybe the Titans could, if the Titans feel like, you know, this roster could, you know, they can make some noise. Maybe they need to make a run at Jalen Ramsey too. Especially they can't really keep star players there. So, And we were just talking about, uh, you know, last week we asked whether Jameis Winston, whether his time is up, whether he's, you know, blown his chance in Tampa. Sakani, I'm going to ask you. Do you feel like it's about time that Tennessee looks at replacing Marcus Mariota? I feel like Marcus has at least gotten Tennessee to the playoffs, and it may not have been just him, but their their team around him, I think, has done more than Tampa Bay has done. Mm. But I have had those same thoughts about, you know, is Marcus where he should be in his, what, fifth year now? Yeah. Fourth year? Yeah, fifth year. Fifth year, um, it may be time to. If you're not looking within like the next year or two, they must see something that we don't. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it is time for him to start showing signs of like getting better in his game. Although I will say, like around this time for Matt Ryan, I also felt the same way. Like. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan in his fifth year, like where where are you at? Your team hasn't really done much. You haven't made much noise yet. You he was rookie of the year though, correct? Was Matt Ryan? Yeah. Okay, and was Mariota was not rookie of the year in season? No. No, I don't um, even know who was though. To be completely honest, man, it ain't football. I mean, it ain't basketball. I think yeah. that's a little no, not at all. <laughs> I hear you. Um, or offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. But either way, I feel like they're if they stick with him for a few more years, I think the playoff experience may have helped him. But we got to see what. I think after this season, you can have a better assessment as to what they might look like in the following years, keeping Mariota. I feel like we've seen Jameis. Jameis, I don't know if have they ever had an above six win six win season with him at the helm. 
Oh, with Jameis. Yeah. Not that I can Whereas, think. like, yeah, and not to say that, like, he hasn't, he, he's playing against what could be essentially Hall of Fame quarterbacks in his division. Uh, you know, Cam, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, if he's able to get his, keep his weapons healthy, I feel like, and, you know, they build that defense up, that could be a potential place for, um, but potential, Matt Ryan has the potential to be a quarterback that is a Hall of Famer. You know, we saw what he did in the Super Bowl, and had they won that, I think we'd have a different idea of Matt Ryan right now as well. Hall of Famer. But um, it's still up to, I still feel like Jameis is, I wouldn't even include him in those in the conversation with um, the quarterbacks that I just mentioned, uh, you know, Newton, Breeze, and Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he just hasn't shown up, and I don't feel like he's developed, especially playing against guys like that, you know, four times or six times a year. Mm-hmm. I feel like there should be certain things you can pick up on, learn about, like how these quarterbacks have been able to step their game up. I, you're on the sideline. Not to say that he's watching them. I mean, but you see the work that he does. If I watched Drew Brees, if I was able to sit and watch Drew Brees play twice a year, if I want to emulate a career like his, I would try to take some pointers. I think it is time to move on from both of them. Just due to, because we're seeing the way the quarterback's getting hurt and we're thinking that maybe this kind of older, like OG wave of QBs is getting closer to you know, retirement when you're talking about Tom Brady, you know, Big Ben, uh, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, eventually those spots are going to open up. I think that guys like Mariota and Jameis Winston, they're going to be lucky to fall into some of those spots, potentially just as quarterbacks and everything shift. And, you know, we'll see how people's fortunes play out, but they should both, I think they should both be talking to Blake Bortles with the Rams to figure out, Hey, how do you transition from being a starting quarterback to a backup? Because they just don't have it. Especially Mariota. I can't even, I don't even think I can name one thing that he's special at. Is he special at throwing on the run? Is he special at being a pocket QB? Is he special at scrambling? Is he special at the deep ball? And the answer is no to all those. Jameis, Jameis may have a little more arm talent in terms of arm strength and a little bit more mobility, but I don't think he really has the accuracy. Decision-making is terrible. Decision-making is one of the worst yeah. most quarterbacks in the league. So he may have a little more potential to pull away and find a niche. You know, could Jameis become, you know, Cam Newton? Maybe not Pete Cam Newton, but can he be Cam Newton on a regular day? Eh, maybe. But Mariota, I don't just don't see anything special in him. I see like, it seems like he could be a very cerebral backup. I could see him being the next Matt Castle. Nothing wrong with that, but I'm not going to pay you starting. Nobody's trying to be Matt Castle. Exactly. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to pay you, you know, starting QB, you know, franchise QB money either. Um, so I think it's time to move on from both of them. They should talk to Blake Bortles and figure out how, how do they make this transition? How do they drop their ego to become a backup, hold the clipboard, all that good stuff. Cause, um, Starting for their franchises, that's not it. Especially for Jameis. And I understand, you know, the team, it's a team. It's not just the quarterback. 
But because also I will say, Jameis hasn't he had like new coaching or new offensive coordinators almost every year that he's uh, I mean, he, been playing for them as had, well. So he had Dirk Cutter there for at least three years as the, and Dirk Cutter was the offense coordinator before he became the head coach. So you've had Dirk Cutter okay. there for a while. Um, it has been some consistency. So a little bit, not not necessarily say a lot because you know Tampa Bay has been Tampa Bay, but I just find it weird that. Every other team in that division has had up and down seasons throughout Jameis's tenure, but somehow they still find their way back to their winning ways. The mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is always oh, at the bottom. Tampa Bay is always at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, but for some reason the Panthers can, you know, get to the Super Bowl, have a down year, get back to the playoffs. The Saints can not be doing well, then be you know one of the best teams in the NFC. The Falcons can be you know average to Super Bowl to have a down year to back to being good. But Tampa Bay, you know, can't quite do that. I think there's a correlation between that and quarterback play. There has to be. Not to say it's everything, but it's a factor. So that Jameis factor, I think, is too much. And I think Tampa Bay really needs to move on in another direction, whether that's going to be taking a shot on a guy like Jalen Hurts, like we talked about, you know, on the last episode. I think it's time to move on from from both of them and figure out, you know, what's – What's the next step in our franchise? Let, you know, the current GM pick their guy. Let the head coach pick their guy and just go from there because these guys just aren't quite doing it for their teams. And I think it's just holding – here's holding the franchise hostage because you can't fully – You going to say that about Jameis after they beat uh, Carolina last week? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it because – I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing. Man, they, although they they have a defense now, so they have potential to do some things. They haven't had a defense for most of Jameis's career, but um, their offensive play is still bad. Yeah, the off yeah, Cam was Cam was just worse than Jameis on one night. That's yeah. kind of what it came down to. And Cam and Cam actually hurt. Cam. Let's if we go talk about Cam. Cam ain't been consistent either. Oh no, Cam yes, has he's never hurt, been consistent. But... Yeah, he 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 had like one great year. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. oh, you back to the old camp. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No. We, don't know who, we don't know who's showing up tonight. Right. And that's. And now, yeah, he he's definitely hurt this year. Yeah. I mean, but that's. They said he was so much better after his arm surgery or his right. shoulder surgery. But now he's got the foot injury. Yeah, that nobody knew about. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't know. Still, and I don't know if it's just his wind up, but his throw just doesn't look natural. It looks like he's like trying to shot put it a little bit. It's just it's just not a very natural throw. I feel like that shoulder isn't quite what they thought. When you throw the ball so much, I don't see how you can completely just reconstruct your shoulder and it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like even when Peyton Manning had the neck surgeries, yes, you know, he threw for the 55 touchdowns, but look at his throws compared to his throws in Indianapolis. They weren't the same. So I think when you're, when you're a quarterback and you're talking about necks and shoulders and arms, when you have you know, very detailed surgeries on those and very, you know, uh, intensive uh, surgeries on those. I don't think you can be the same. And I think Cam's kind of showing that. And he already didn't have the accuracy, you know, for it. Or I don't know if he's not into the game enough. I'm not going to. He's know, too much into his clothes. He's too much. in. I wasn't going to put it. I wasn't going to put it like that. Yeah, I, I just. You know, his image. Yeah, he's trying yeah, to be he's, Sakani. He's caught up in his image. Yeah, he's trying to be Sakani, but he ain't. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he said, "No, that ain't it either." <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah. I feel like his mind has not been completely on football. Yeah, and it's and it's unfortunate because he's a 
he's a heck of a talent. I mean, pe- people give Kyler Murray credit for the past uh, two games because he's like the first quarterback since Cam to throw for over 300 yards in his first two games. Because Cam did back to back 400 yard games yeah. in his first two. They they got games. him throwing it too much. I want to say what week one he threw like 50. Yeah, was it 50 he, or 40? He, he threw a lot he, of passes. And he threw, and he threw 50 against uh, Tampa Bay. That's too much for yeah. a guy who's half the size of his offensive line. Right. That's that's too yeah, much. Yeah, basically they just say, well, hey, you're not going to run the ball 10 times anymore. We're just going to have you throw those 10 times instead. No, you just hand it off. Right. You got Christian <laughs> McCaffrey. 40 times. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I meant uh, Kyler Murray. Oh, Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they got Kyler throwing a lot right now. Yeah, that's, that's that's way too much. He needs to ease his way into the league. He's yeah. he doing too much. And you're going to help take some of those hits off of him by running the ball, too. Last time I checked, David Johnson wasn't a scrub. He's just been hurt. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's move on to Kenny Stills. Uh, so Kenny Stills, if you haven't been following him, been very you know active in you know kneeling uh, for the national anthem and just very active in kind of having a voice for the black community. Uh, he was recently traded from the Miami Dolphins to the Houston Texans, um, and he still continues to do what he does. Still, you know, standing up or kneeling down, however you want to phrase it. Um, I know that he started to work with the um, city of Houston Police Department to um you know kind of gain trust and relations there but carl you brought up a good point how you know kenny stills is doing all this but the guy who did it first still doesn't have a job you want you want to take the floor on that well yeah i mean it was more of something uh that i definitely wanted us all to discuss and give our uh pains and perspectives on because as you stated you have colin kaepernick who was at the forefront uh who started the movement uh, you know, he still doesn't have a job. You saw Eric Reed, who was basically right after him. I feel like he's been a little more vocal. Mm-hmm. I definitely see Colin Kaepernick acting more, or maybe it's just what I've been exposed to. But I definitely feel like, you know, uh, Eric Reed, he makes his uh, opinions very known vocally. Like, yeah. I, you know, he has statements everywhere. He had difficulty last offseason. He found his way onto a roster in Carolina. He was re-signed for this season. I don't recall hearing about or seeing him still kneeling at this time, but I definitely keep seeing over the past two weeks, I've seen photos of Kenny Stills still with the movement. He's still kneeling. I applaud you for that, sir. I appreciate you for that because you're not somebody who's just going to go against his morals. And I, you know, even after knowing what happened with Eric Reed, possibly not being in the league right now, uh, Colin Kaepernick not being in the league, you're still with it. And I appreciate that. But I do kind of find it interesting that it's still being done. It's still being allowed. But for some reason, the person who started it can't even get a workout. Mm-hmm. And the more time that we spend just talking about Colin Kaepernick getting a workout, uh, you know, receiving interest from a team, I feel like it's less likely for him to actually get a workout or get looked at oh yeah and the longer they wait the more justifiable it's becoming this man hasn't played football in how long why would i bring him in just because you want me to because you say he's the most qualified based on what we haven't seen him play in so long and then when we did see him play he lost the last what six games of the season and Jimmy Garoppolo basically had the same roster for the, you know, I think he played for what six games the following season, and he went like five and one or something like that. 
So there's so much leverage. New that, coach though, right? Yeah, new, new coach, coach, new system. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just they're definitely not going to bring that up. You know, the people yeah. who won't sign him. But you know, you you look at that and these owners. I feel like their argument for not bringing Colin Kaepernick in is just, just becoming a little more justifiable because every year you have more and more players that are available to you via free agency, via trade block, via, uh, you know, college. Like, we have more players coming out, so why do we look at Colin Kaepernick? Just because you want us to? If that's the case, then, what, are we supposed to go look at Tim Tebow, too? Right. You know, so I I get their side because it's becoming a bit more logical, but I still don't like it mm-hmm. because I feel like he should not be in a position to where he hasn't put on a uniform in this long. He hasn't thrown a football, handed off a football in this long. He hasn't been on a roster in this long. I feel like he should have been looked at immediately after that season was over because although they did lose those games, he played well. Yeah. So it, it is it is funny to me because it's still being allowed, it's still being done. But the guy who started it, everybody's like, you know, he still got that cloud over his head. Yeah. Uh, Sakani, what's your take? Um, I feel like the the reason why a lot of teams won't do it, uh, similar to what Carl's saying, but also to add, uh, so like that Tebow effect is the media that it's going to uh the media attention that it's going to bring to every as soon as you bring up Colin Kaepernick is going to be working for a team I'm it's going to be news everywhere the fan bases that like if you think about it most fan bases are not black like there's there's less there's more white fans of football than there are black people just because of national demographics and then if you were to think about who most teams fan bases are generally they're not going to be uh black folks and if they are white folks who are down with the movement there are way more who are not for it and so i think these owners don't want to deal with backlash from their fans they don't want to have to worry about fans saying they're not going to show up and losing money um because they've signed this quarterback who has been deemed a problem or a an attention or whatever the hell these folks feel uh is justification for not paying paying attention to uh what Kaepernick is really saying but just saying that he's doing it for attention or should just be paying just be playing the game be thankful to have a job whatever whatever explanation that they want to come up with as to why um he's not in the league and the reasons why he shouldn't be in the league um but when you see uh teams like denver uh on the third did y'all lose both of your quarterbacks um no i'm sorry the jets Oh yeah, the Jets are down. The Jets two lost QBs right now. Yeah. Exactly, Jets lost two quarterbacks. There's no reason why you can't bring in someone who has Super Bowl experience, multiple NFC Championship games. When you see that you have, when you can at least bring a veteran presence like that into a locker room, I feel like you should take the chance to do so. People are going after Brett Favre 
two years after he retired. Right. Meanwhile, he's... I feel like Brett, Brett Favre is a way bigger problem than Colin Kaepernick. It's just that you recognize the name Brett Favre for something way way more positive, I guess, amongst the, uh, amongst the eyes of NFL owners and fans. And you look at uh, what Kaepernick has done mm-hmm. um, in terms of NFL image. Yeah. And so I think it's, yeah, it's really about the media attention and the scrutiny that most teams will get if they decide to bring Kaepernick in for workouts. Right. I, I just don't understand how, because it takes me back to the Michael Vick situation. Because mm-hmm. Michael Vick went to prison for a couple of years. He was out of the league for a couple of years. Um, you know, we all know the whole dog fighting situation. It took, it took a lot of guts from situation. <laughs> it took a lot. It took a lot of guts for the Eagles to, you know, take a chance on him. They already had a franchise quarterback in Donovan McNabb, who uh, helped him get that job. Who helped him get that job? Yeah, didn't do that for To, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you help. You know, you help get Michael Vick back into the league. They didn't have to. They had Donovan McNabb. They had Kevin Cobb as a backup. But still took a chance on Michael Vick, and look at how that played out for them. They didn't have to, you know, stay with Donovan McNabb longer than they felt like they needed to, so he was able to move on to Washington. They didn't have to be stuck with Kevin Cobb. They moved him to Arizona. You got some quality seasons out of Michael Vick before his body just kind of started to break down. So Colin Kaepernick, similar age, similar situation, similar style of play. I don't care if he's been out of the league for two plus years. You did the same thing with Michael Vick, and like we talked about earlier, Kaepernick may have been a better thrower of the ball at that point, but made better reads as a quarterback than Michael Vick even did before he got an Andy Reid system. So you're, he's not as raw of a talent as Michael Vick was at that point. He's a, he's a quarterback. He can make he knows how to make reads and make mm-hmm. decisions on the field. So you're not dealing with that raw project and just the risk of bringing him in and having to teach him all these things. He's known it. He's already done it at the highest level. He was one pass interference call away from winning a Super Bowl. I mean, had he had he been a Super Bowl winning quarterback, would he be out of the league? I don't know. Probably. I still think. But there's a potential chance that maybe he would be. That's a great question because I don't know. Right. Because how could you do that to a Super Bowl winning quarterback? I have who, no idea. Yeah, I think he would still be I in the he, league. You think he would be? I, I do. I, I don't. I can't argue with you either way, but it just wouldn't surprise me either if yeah. because he he took a stand against America. I just I feel can like never the forgive league, him. <laughs> I just feel like the NFL they just praise Super Bowl winners so badly. Right. Somebody. I feel like he would. Somebody would have been. I feel like a so, sucker. I do. I feel like somebody would have brought him in. I think he would be. If not on a roster this year, I think he would have at least been on a roster the following year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it it's interesting. But just the fact that we have so many QBs that are playing right now. I saw a stat. I think this is the first time that I forget how many quarterbacks. Um, there are a lot of quarterbacks under the age of 26 that are playing this week. Mm-hmm. This is like the youngest, I guess, starting quarterback um, group since like 1987 and who tracks that <laughs> of like i don't know that's the most you count years you count months you count days right. he's the first black quarterback wearing adidas and high top socks to throw for 250 yards to one receiver and blink no. only three times <laughs> in nfl history 
Damn. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And every Legend. touchdown that he threw was right at seven. Right. 7 30 8 o'clock <laughs> like, right, come right. on now like they yeah so some the stats that come with their watch last quarterback to do that was tom brady because <laughs> all of a sudden we're making brady comparison right 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 okay because exactly. he threw it right it was seven o'clock on the dot no right. seconds no nothing all right yeah but, uh, <laughs> but yeah any, anyway just going going back to that, the fact that there are so many quarterbacks that we've never even heard of before whether they've been in the league for two three years and they've been cam newton's backup like mm-hmm. uh forget i forget the name of the quarterback that's even backing up cam newton that's probably going to start this week because it sounds like cam's not going to play never heard of him before think he was an undrafted quarterback you can't bring colin kaepernick in just for a workout to see okay (laughs) what does he look like no that's what i'm saying he should at least be looked at yeah and it's because i mean what was uh who was it last year they brought in the the black quarterback he went oh, to Oregon. Josh, oh, Josh, Johnson? Josh Johnson. He He's hadn't played, played football like in about teams. three years. Yeah, and they brought him in for work. So yeah, so right. no, I I don't feel like and he played right. Yeah. yeah, so so no, he should be brought in for a workout at the very least. Yeah, I can just see what their point is, right. but, but like, I don't think it's right. But like, man, y'all brought Jay Cutler out of retirement. You forced him out of retirement by throwing money at him. You just brought Josh McCown out of retirement to go mm-hmm. back up Carson Wentz. You can't bring in Colin Kaepernick. You could give Colin Kaepernick. Honestly, you could lowball him. On That's a another thing. And if he declines it, he declines it. You know. Yeah, but, but at least you tried. Right. I tried. I tried to bring him in. Hey, it, I gotta. T- I gotta take some risk here too. You know, I'm trying to. You know, hedge my bets and stuff like that. I, I understand yeah. that. But because I know that was a toughie after his last season playing. I know he was looking at a 10 plus million dollar contract yeah. he was like you're not just gonna get me for four million dollars because i took a knee like no right. i still have to be paid for my talent yeah so i feel like to a degree he kind of outpriced himself then now yeah. i don't even think you can you can't ask me for that i've right. never like i haven't seen you you can't ask me for that yeah. unless you want 10 million dollars and zero of a guarantee right but I, and I also just feel like nfl front offices just need to man up Mm -hmm. they need to man up because you're telling me that you're more willing to defend a man that has multiple people you know accusing him of sexual assault greg hardy we saw all the things that greg hardy did and basically he was proven not guilty on a technicality that's the only reason he wasn't convicted of what he was accused of really and cowboys picked him up you know uh what's his name dante stallworth was involved mm-hmm. in that. kill somebody yeah he killed somebody not intentionally obviously right, right, right. but still yeah. nonetheless killed someone he played um you've got ray lewis you got ray lewis you got antonio brown now you know, uh, pac-man jones had Pac-Man his issues jones, before uh, he went to the Bengals. there have been multiple guys with checkered past that actually committed things like you're talking about crimes where you could potentially look back and be like yo that's just not a good human being like and then you got Colin Kaepernick who just had a difference of opinion on how uh, to treat issues of inequality in America, and you in turn say nah, mm-mm. you're ne- you're shit, never allowed. The wide receiver, uh, <laughs> Riley for the oh Eagles. Riley Cooper, oh, Riley, Riley Cooper Riley, with his issue, and then Lincoln you Riley. just oh, get rid of all the main <laughs> black players, and then you re-sign him to like a three-year deal. Right, right. Yeah, shout out Riley Cooper wherever you're at now. Racist. Not on the NFL ro- roster, hopefully. Not even on practice squad. But, nah. um, but 
but still, yeah. So you got you can actually talk to these guys' character and say like, yo, they're maybe not very good human beings on this team, but I also <laughs> I also think that they can produce for me. I understand. I think a little bit of that potential question about productivity can come into play because okay, he's been out of the league for two years now. When you last saw him, his teams were losing, but he had the worst roster in the league as well mm-hmm. at that point. Worse than the Raiders, worse than any other. T- yeah, I always shout out the Raiders, uh, <laughs> but we're, worst roster in the league. So we all know how you expect a quarterback to ball out when they have no one to play with. And even then, he still threw yeah. for 16 touchdowns, only four picks. Right. Four to one ratio, Great I think, ratio. Was, was one of the top. In and the that league was after that they started. That was after they started nine and zero. You know or what? I'm, I'm, I'm well, sorry. They, they actually that was after did they it. started. Uh, what's his name? Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, they didn't lose every yeah. game because I know that they beat the Rams because that was one of the games that Jared Goff lost. Mm-hmm. So, so they, he went I, like one and eleven or something. Yeah, like if I'm that. not mistaken, yeah. that was the last game of the season they beat us, and I was so hot because I was like, "How do we? <laughs> you lose to a team that's yeah. been losing all day? I was so hot. Yeah, but. Yes, I mean, it, it is just a total injustice that he's not in the league or even just that anyone has given him a serious look. You would think that he would at least be given tryouts every year. And if he bombs in the trial, he bombs. That's OK. It's it's no, it's all good. So before we go, uh, let's look at NFL week three. We're going to do this new thing where we make our picks every week. We're going to be keeping track of our records. So let's see who makes the best picks, you know, or the most right picks throughout the season. Uh, winner gets a cookie. <laughs> all right so we made our selections although the uh, titans and jaguars game is underway we made our selections uh carl you went with the jaguars to win um brandon sakani and i went with the uh went with the titans yeah. and we're looking wrong potentially right now seven um, and 17 12 minutes left in the fourth yeah uh Bengals, bills who you guys who are you picking i'm gonna go bills bills i'll go bills they're at home yeah, I'm I'm going Bills too. Uh, Cowboys, Dolphins, boys. Cowboys. I'm picking the Cowboys. Um, Broncos, Packers. <laughs> Packers. It's my it's my own team. I'm going Packers at home. Yeah. Yeah. Packers at home. <laughs> uh, Falcons at Colts. Falcons. Mm. They don't have Andrew Luck anymore. I know. <laughs> Jacoby. I mean, they, they both teams have the same record. Um, thinking, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Indy. Mm, I'm going Falcons. Um, game of the week: Ravens at Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. I got the Ravens. I got the Ravens. Coming off the upset. Uh, I'm picking all home teams right now. I've noticed I've picked all the home teams. Right, there's gonna be some. There's gonna be some upsets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders at Vikings. Vikings. I'm actually going Raiders here. Mm, I got Vikings. Uh, they're gonna run the ball. Um, yeah. Jets at Patriots. Gonna have a game. Yeah. Jets at Patriots. All right, Patriots, yeah. Hey, that's a division game, but you never know. Yeah. That's nah, true. but they don't they they're starting a third string quarterback. <laughs> hey, you never know. Yeah, that's true. Uh sneaky good matchup here. Uh Lions at Eagles. Wide receivers are in question for Philly right now. Lions. I'm going Lions too. I'm going Lions with yeah. upset. 
although they're the, technically the favorite because they're undefeated out of the two. Um, Panthers at Cardinals, likely no Cam Newton. Cam. Oh, gosh, I don't have a quarterback starting this week if he don't play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, um, I'll say Cardinals, man. Cardinals? I'm going to go Panthers. I'm going to go Panthers. It might be a Christian McCaffrey show. And I, be, hope, I really don't yeah. even want to pick for that game. Yeah, I hope so just for my fantasy team. Um, oh, yeah, I got you this week. <laughs> yeah, it's a wrap, boy. Man, Cap, uh, what's the name? Uh, Brandon won't give me that trade. I need a better quarterback. Oh, hey, I got Tom Brady in the fold. Boy. I know. He going <laughs> to give you Tom Brady. I offered him for both Prescott and Mahomes. He ain't accept either one. Well, I wouldn't trade Mahomes. <laughs> he, he, he shouldn't have him on the bench. He don't even want to play ever. no more. Yeah, Let's yeah, get yeah. through this though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Giants at Buccaneers. Daniel Jones first start. Giants. I'm gonna go Bucks since they're at home. Not, not that, that means anything, but yeah, they're a six point favorite. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm going with Carl too. I'm gonna stick with the Giants. Yeah, Saquon's gonna run it, run them up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Texans at Chargers. I got the Texans. I'm gonna take the Chargers. I'm, I'm picking Texans as well. Mm. Oh, you picking road teams now? Uh, no, <laughs> I just think Deshaun is as long as he's upright. Yeah, that's I, true. I don't know if I would ever bet against him. <laughs> yeah, um, winless Steelers at the undefeated Niners. I got the Niners. Ben is hurt, right? Yeah, he's yeah, he's done for the season. Yeah, yeah. this is Mason That's Rudolph's right. That's right. right. That's right. Niners. <laughs> yeah, I got, Niners. I got the, I got the Niners. Um, Seahawks or Saints at Seahawks. 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 I I'm picking no the Saints to get back on track. I'm a, That's a hard quarterback to get it back on track against. It is. Yeah, that is. That is. But yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna go Saints there. Um, Sunday night we got Rams at Browns. That's easy. Rams. I feel like uh, I just jinxed myself by saying that. Yeah, you said too easy. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Rams. Uh I don't know how ready the Browns are for prime time. Um we'll we'll see. And that's a good that's gonna be a good wide receiver D B matchup. Yeah. Too. So very very exciting there. Nick Chubb might run all over us. We He might. Suck. He might. Um and last game, Monday night football, Bears at Redskins. I'm gonna take Bears in a close win. Yeah, I got. I got. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Bears. Yeah, I gotta agree. It's gonna be a boring game. Probably won't even watch. So, but I'm gonna go Bears too. <laughs> All right. So that's gonna wrap up another episode of Fan Culture. You guys know the deal. Check us out on you know Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Uh, till next time, y'all. Y'all got anything else to add? It's a wrap. It's a wrap. All right, y'all. Yeah. Peace. Peace.